Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So it was all about getting my message out there on, on how to build these portfolios, how to create the cash flow and income that you want to create over the, you know, the next 10 to 15 years, but getting that out there so people understand the strategy behind it. Hey! This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors, find out more about their stories, mindset and strategy. I'm Tyrone Shump and in this episode, we're back with Daniel Walsh on more of his property investing strategy where we delve deeper into how he diversifies his portfolio by buying the right areas. Walsh also shares how he manages to run a consulting company while growing his personal portfolio and a few case studies into some of his most successful clients. Previously on the podcast, Walsh's personal portfolio was worth around $3 million. Now, it has added an additional $1 million, with Walsh turning his focus more on to debt recycling. Back then, it was around $40,000 worth of income that was coming in. So, we've uh, since then been able to increase that and increase the portfolio size as well. Currently, the portfolio stands at $4 million. Uh, We've been focusing on debt recycling over the last sort of 12 months. So, paying down some debt while also increasing uh, the number of properties that that we have. So, we've increased the portfolio size uh, to $4 million with debt of around $2 million now. So, we're sitting around that 50% leverage. By following his 15-year plan, Walsh is simultaneously growing his portfolio while paying down debt. Currently, I'm still uh, looking to just continue building my portfolio of residential property. Um, I'm, I'm still focusing on paying down some debt while doing that and also helping my clients and my buyer's agency. So now that I've got my portfolio to roughly where I need it and I have that 15-year plan in place, uh, yeah, we, we have sort of hit the goals that I was uh, set that I set myself and what I was trying to achieve. So, yeah, we just got to keep pushing forward now. Fantastic. When you said 15-year goal, how far into the 15-year goal are you now? Roughly around seven years in now um, into that since I started investing. So, we're sort of, yeah, close to that halfway mark. This 15-year plan has been pivotal in helping Walsh find success in property investment as prior to his plan, Walsh experienced several missed opportunities. I had a, a massive opportunity that I lost. It was actually two opportunities. They were both when I was 23 years old, so it was a little bit uh, a, a while ago now. But I'd actually lost, well, now looking back on it, I've actually lost a million dollars in two deals when I was 23. So what happened was I actually had put a contract on a, a property in Sydney where I was looking to buy that property and split off the black the, the, the back block and, and build a second dwelling on the back of it. And um, I ended up pulling out of that contract 
sort of in the cooling off period, I was a bit nervous about that one. It was an older building uh, at the front and I just didn't know if I was overpaying for it at the time. And I started getting that analysis uh, paralysis sort of, I guess, uh, feeling where I didn't know if I should be purchasing it. I didn't have that long-term goal uh, of or that 15-year goal. So that was sort of why I ended up backing out of that deal. Um, and then the second deal that I had, which wasn't, it was only around three months later, I looked into a house which was also in Sydney for 450000 Um, I ended up backing out of that deal because when I went through the, with the banks, the banks wanted to charge me $20,000 for lenders' mortgage insurance. Uh, at the time, I just thought, you know, lenders' mortgage insurance, if, if I paid five or 6000 I was I was happy to sort of go with that. But when it came back at 20000 I just thought that it was just too much at the time for me to go ahead with the purchase. Uh, but looking back on it now, it was roughly just over $1 million that I'd lost in the capital growth over that four or five-year period. So it, it was a massive, uh, I guess, learning curve that I had to have that 15-year plan in place because if I did, I would have actually purchased those properties knowing that I had 15 years to make uh, my, my goals happen, whereas I was a little bit lost uh, back then. So because I was lost, I just sort of, Got a bit scared at the moment. I was thinking too much about, you know, then and there and not five or 10 years down the track. So that was my million-dollar mistake at the age of 23. These missed opportunities have taught Walsh to not underestimate endless paralysis and always focus on the execution part of an investment deal. Looking back at it for, for a while there, I was, um, I guess, a little bit disheartened that that happened because I could have been in a much better position. But now when I look back at it, I know that it taught me a lesson and it taught me that when you're buying properties to make sure that you can do all the research in the world, but it's sort of like this, you know, like I always say, information changes situations, but execution creates success. So you can have as much information in front of you as possible, but if you don't execute on a deal or you don't go through with a deal that you know is uh, going to be right for your situation, then you're never going to get to your end goal. So I know a lot of people have that analysis paralysis. They they have the money, they, they know they can invest, but then they just look at it, uh, too much that's happening in the market and they're looking at the now rather than when when they want to retire or when their 15 or 10-year plan is. So that has really kept me focused on these 15-year plans, which is what I now implement for all of my clients. Walsh's latest investment purchase has been a property in Victoria, which he had bought to further diversify his portfolio. The, the latest property that I that I bought was something that I was looking for future development. Um, but I also purchased this property in Victoria, which when I, I when I look at my portfolio, I always like to diversify my portfolio through different states. And Victoria, I, I only had that sort of one property which I was developing for townhouses and I wanted to add a second property into there to make sure that I, I diversify my portfolio and, and get the maximum growth out of each state uh, with the growth cycle. So for me, it was all about diversification. So I wanted to buy another one in, in Victoria. Uh, we bought that for, for 380000 and that was a, a capital growth play. So we could see that uh, the area was growing quite rapidly. So we wanted to jump in there and make sure that we got the capital growth. Um, it was only about 12 weeks. So we had a, a three-month settlement on that on that property. It was an off-market deal as well. So it never went to market. It was an older lady that wanted to retire, uh, go into a retirement village. 
she didn't want to bring this uh, house to market. So we were able to secure it before it hit market in a hot market, which was really good. Um, but 12 weeks after that, we got that revalued by the banks at 420000 So we instantly made 40000 on that property. And I suspect to make around another 200000 in the next couple of years. When considering purchasing this property, Walsh made sure it had future uses, whether he wanted to hold it or develop it in the future. So that one is a um, you know a three bedroom. It's an older sort of I think it was a nineteen eighties sort of build. So it wasn't more so for the building itself, but the land. So we have um, you know we, we're able to either knock that down and put duplexes on it, or we're able to put townhouses on that property. But it was just an old three bedroom, one bathroom. Uh, one car garage, something that we can rent out, which is sort of your bread and butter properties. So we we made sure that we were buying something that I could maybe do something in, in the future with. I don't do that with all of my properties, but I like to sort of mix it up to say, if we can do something with that in the future, then we will. Um, but I always make sure that I let my, my properties increase in value because the land, as it increases in value, it just makes more profit out of any development that you're looking at doing. So a lot of my sites, if I do have anything that I want to, you know, put townhouses or just duplexes or anything on, I would make sure that I hold it for a 10-year period, get the maximum amount of growth out of it, and then look to uh, develop it. And again, I would, I would be holding these property as well. That's really good. You, how big was the block of land? That, on that one, it was uh, 700 squares. Right now, while she's just planning on keeping the property and renting it out to tenants, at least for another property cycle. On that one, we're planning to just keep it and and rent that one out. I mean, I could do a a cosmetic renovation and that would definitely increase the value of it. Um, But for for now, we've we've got tenants in there. They're paying quite good rent for the property. So we're just sort of uh, land banking that one and and sort of just waiting for the the growth on that. Because it's in a cycle at the moment in that area where the growth is, is quite good. We, we don't really have to do too much to extract uh, capital gains out of that property in the short term. We're just going to let the uh, property cycle ride out and we should be able to make a couple of hundred thousand out of that pretty, pretty quickly. While catering to each of his clients' unique situations, Walsh has had a success story he would like to share concerning one of his recent clients looking to diversify their portfolio. So one of my clients, um, they, they came to me and they wanted to build a, a portfolio quite quickly. So they've bought uh, the six properties in 18 months, but they are also just gone back for more finance pre-approval to get the seventh and possibly even the eighth uh, by the end of this year. So they're, they're doing quite well. We, we ended up uh, starting in Queensland with them. They, they purchased a few properties in Queensland and then we ended up doing what I normally do, which is diversify the portfolio. So they wanted more capital growth. They wanted to change it up and go to a different area altogether. So we ended up purchasing a a couple of properties in Victoria for them as well, just to to completely diversify the portfolio. Um, They they had a very good, I guess, income that was coming in. And they had also had a couple of properties in Sydney that they had already uh, purchased four or five years earlier before coming to me. So what we were able to do is extract all the equity out of those properties to be able to purchase more properties in Queensland uh, and Victoria. But we're just in the process now of uh, buying another two properties, which will be both in Queensland as well, ready for this next growth cycle. He is focused on maximising what his clients have now and exposing them to more of the property market. I mean, as always, I always put that 15-year plan in place. So, 
um, when when they came to me, they they what they wanted to do over the 15 years was uh, replace their income. So we looked at what they needed as a base. So we're we're sort of thinking around that five to six million dollars um, in property. So their portfolio sitting around that five to six million, and then compounding that growth over the next 10 to 15 years while we debt recycle, pay down debt. Um, a couple of their properties are able to add uh, granny flats to inc- increase the cash flow as well. So once we we get close to their maximum borrowing capacity, we're able to look at different avenues to be able to uh, increase cash flows and then start to pay down debt over time. Once their wages increase, they're able to then go back out there, reborrow, and then start to build that portfolio even larger. Um, but yeah, it's all about sort of at the moment maximising what they have now and, and then being able to get as much exposure to the market. Coming up after the break, we'll delve further into Walsh's diversification strategies. Now that uh, a lot of Melbourne or Victoria has grown in value, what we're seeing now is opportunities with higher yielding properties to be able to put uh, clients into our Brisbane market. His future plans regarding his own personal portfolio and it might be that I add a couple of properties in, do a couple of renovations through through my portfolio, which I had been doing over the last couple of years to increase the cash flows as well. The contents of his new ebook and the inspiration behind writing it. So it's all, you know, it talks about different financial strategies for large portfolios. It talks about passive incomes, the fundamentals for growth. So how are you going to pick growth? And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Invest Story. looking at buying or investing in property? Don't panic, property is still a great investment. Is it now the time to buy, sell or hold? Find out from Australia's leading industry experts on how to take advantage of today's market. You'll learn the secrets to renovating for profit or gain the knowledge, skills and motivation to invest at the first home buyers masterclass plus much, much more. Whether you're a new or experienced investor, you can't miss the Sydney Property Buy Expo on the 7th 8th and 9th of September. Use the promo code PI for a three-day free pass valued at $50. For tickets and more information, visit propertybuyexpo.com.au. As he believes that the Sydney property market is declining, Walsh prefers to invest in Victoria and Queensland instead. When Sydney market was oh, roughly 18 months ago, I was telling people to stop buying in Sydney market and that Sydney market had peaked. So I was telling people at that time around two years ago to be purchasing in Melbourne uh, and Victoria around anywhere from half an hour to an hour and a half out of the CBD. And we do a lot of research so we could see uh, what was happening with population growth. We could see wages increasing and the real demand for houses so we were purchasing properties, uh, and, and this is a property that we purchased 18 months ago, which we, we bought for 345000 uh, 18 months later, it was valued at five fifty. So that was a $205,000 gain in roughly 18 months, so around $11,300 per month growth. So you look at that, and that, that's a, you know, great growth in such a short period of time. Now that uh, a lot of Melbourne or Victoria has grown in value, what we're seeing now is opportunities with higher yielding properties to be able to put uh, clients into our Brisbane market with with the housing uh, in Brisbane. And we can see 
uh, some trends that were happening in Victoria two years ago now starting to reoccur in Queensland. And that was things like now the net migration starting to be really high in, in Brisbane. Uh, we're seeing that population growth. We're seeing infrastructure spend. Uh, we're seeing even stuff like over the last five years, wages have increased, yet house prices haven't increased relative to what wages have increased. So we can see the capacity for uh, house prices to grow in that area and not to be a burden on uh, people's wages. So now that we've seen Sydney in, in a, you know, more of a declining sort of uh, market, we, we can see that there's more opportunity that investors are going to be wanting return and they're going to be wanting capital growth. And the best state for that right now would be Brisbane. Yeah, because I guess it hasn't moved as much as all the other states. And if um, Brisbane, as it usually predicts, it follows the rest of the other states, such as Sydney and, and Melbourne, some markets, then it should be up there within the next few years as well too. So it's kind of a good predictor of growth. Yeah, that's it. And, and the other thing is you get to have a, a better yield in um, in Queensland at the moment. So if you have a good return, you can then wait those couple of years while you see the growth. Whereas if you were to purchase somewhere in Sydney right now and you're getting a 3% yield, you don't have the capacity to hold these properties for the long term at the moment. So people are looking to properties where they've got a higher yield behind them, uh, something that they can hold for the longer term and then also extract that equity out. And at that time, it might be in another five years' time that we come back to Sydney. So I always talk about that diversification in a portfolio, which is is key to be able to grow that portfolio because you're able to access different growth drivers throughout each state, uh, but you also get to minimise the risk as well. So now that Sydney has peaked, a lot of people uh, have have talked about you know Sydney dropping five or ten percent. If you have a portfolio that is diversified throughout different states, you wouldn't be that worried because we've just seen a huge increase. So you've been able to get that equity out. You've been able to reinvest that into Victoria and into Queensland, and you're being able to diversify the risk and also the upside potential for growth. So at, at the moment, what do you see to be sort of um, the type of properties that you're currently buying for clients? Um, and, and is it particularly in, in Brisbane or are you buying from all, all over the place? Yeah, so we, we in particular, we, we generally would be buying closer to a capital city. So like Brisbane, you know, Victoria, and New South Wales, Sydney. So when you're looking at, uh, I guess, the fundamentals, we like to be doing our area research, which is roughly 20 pages long. And we want to be looking at stuff like what's the demographics in the area, the income growth, the job growth, because job growth is very important because if, if there's not job growth in the area, well, then how can prices increase? So we're, we're very heavily, um, I guess, involved with buying houses roughly within an hour to an hour uh, commute back to the CBDs. And by doing that, we, we know that the job prospects are that much higher than if we were uh, in a mining town because at that time, if something was to happen with jobs uh, in the local area, people can then communi- you know, can commute back to the CBD for work, which is what we've seen in the past. So we're buying uh, houses. We're not, we're not touching units at the moment. And, and same with townhouses. We, we're really focusing on that land component and houses that are relatively close to a CBD and they're the ones that we see the price growth, and they're bucking the trend as well. You know, we've seen constantly since 2014, we've seen about eight to 10 percent growth per year in Brisbane. Yet a lot of people are, haven't been reporting this because they're reporting on the unit market in Brisbane, not the housing market. You know, roughly 20 to 30 k's out. 
for the near future while she's planning on growing his portfolio through renovations as well as progressing on his goal to help other people through his buyer's agency. So with the portfolio over the next five years, I'll, I'll still look to increase my portfolio uh, each year. But I'm roughly sort of, um, you know, happy with where it's uh, currently sitting. So the next five years will all, will all be about increasing my cash flow throughout my portfolio. Um, and it might be that I add a couple of properties in, do a couple of renovations through through my portfolio, which I had been doing over the last couple of years to increase the cash flows as well. So all about sort of maximizing the cash flows out of the current portfolio as well as uh, slowly adding to it. But my real focus now is obviously the buyer's agency. So I want to be able to create workshops so I can get people to come in and educate and mentor people on exactly what I've done and how I did it in such a short period of time. And then being able to help them create uh, their portfolios and just having their own aha moment and and looking uh, to their portfolios and how they can grow it and seeing that they can evolve uh, their mindset into, you know, good debt versus bad debt and all those kinds of things. So that's probably where I'm looking to go is more so the buyer's agency and helping other people. If Walsh was to meet himself 10 years ago, what would he say to him? I had to meet 10 years ago. I would have said uh, buy those two properties. <laughs> that's probably what I said. If I had bought those two properties, I would have made another million dollars. So that's probably what I would have said. But I think over the last 10 years, my biggest key learning is having a really strong mindset with investing. Um, what happens is investing is 20% and psychology is 80%. And a lot of people think that it's the other way around, that your investing is 80%. Having a really strong mindset, then the 80% is that mindset allows you to invest that other 20%. And that's how you really create the wealth. It's not uh, listening to people at barbecues and saying, you know, the property market is going up or going down. It's not listening about the short-term media outlets and what they're what they're uh, bringing out. It's about blocking out that noise and then looking really at what you're wanting to achieve. It's a 15-year plan. It's not a a 12-month sprint. It's a 15-year plan. So it's all about uh, what do I want to achieve over those 15 years and then being laser focused on achieving it. While simultaneously helping his clients in managing his own property portfolio, Walsh has even had the time to write up an ebook based on his past 12 years worth of investing experiences. The name of it is zero to 3.5 million in six years. So what I actually had done is over the last 12 years, I was constantly writing down points, uh, just little things that I, that I thought would be of value to other people. So I had written this down ever since I was sort of 16 years old up until now. And I've written down uh, key learnings that I have, I've taken away from investing. And then what I wanted to do was put that into a book, but put that into a book and also simplify that so that everyone can understand it. It's not too long of a read, but everyone gets the most value out of the last 12 years of my knowledge. So we, we ended up uh, putting that book together, which is getting ready to, to come out soon. So it's all, you know, it talks about different financial strategies for large portfolios, it talks about passive incomes, the fundamentals for growth, so how are you going to pick growth? Uh, we also talk about stuff like interviewing property managers, which a lot of people don't know how to interview a property manager and making sure that they get really good property managers. So it's it's basically the last 12 years of my knowledge in this book. In the book, Walsh reiterates his own aha moments, such as the time he reinvented his mindset concerning debt. I think the most exciting thing was sort of 
my aha moment in there, I guess, where I talk about uh, not only building a property portfolio, but how you can, you know, change your mindset from buying one property and paying it off over 30 years, but you can then reduce that into a 10 to a 15 year period and owning your own property. And this was just a very simple, like I said, everything goes back to the basics. And I talk about how you can have one property and in, a, in an area, and then you could buy a second property, wait for that over 10 to 15 years, sell one to pay one outright. Now, obviously you can do this with five properties or 10 properties, but I show it very simplified to say that you shouldn't be just buying one property and then paying that off over 30 years. And we can actually achieve this in a 10 to even 15 year period. So that's probably one of those penny drop moments where a lot of people look at my uh, my ebook and they'll, they'll read through that and just see how easy you can do this with minimal effort. And I, I adopted that strategy when I was 19 years old and I actually had bought two properties in Sydney and they were one street away from each other. I could see one property to another. Both of them doubled in value and I could sell one to pay one out today and that happened in a, a six-year period. So I talk about this in the book and it's just more so about that mindset and development on on how you should be thinking about debt and how you should be thinking about uh, building that large portfolio. Walsh's desire to deliver his message on building property portfolios, creating cash flow and stabilizing on a 15-year plan inspired him to write his book. The inspiration would, would probably be just a lot of people coming to me not understanding how to invest in property, not understanding how to access equity or how to build large portfolios. So for me, it was about I could talk to one person and and get my point across on how you build a large portfolio and all of my key learnings. But I can only do that once to each person. I can't do that to the masses. So for me, the for, for the book was about I can give as much knowledge as I possibly can through an ebook without uh, you know, and sharing that to multiple people at once rather than just uh, talking to one person. So it was all about getting my message out there on, on how to build these portfolios, how to create the cash flow and income that you want to create over the, you know, the next 10 to 15 years, but getting that out there so people understand the strategy behind it. Very good, very good. So is this just a, a, only an ebook version or do you have, plan to have it in the print and distribute it through bookstores as well? So at the moment, it's just ebook. I have uh, planned to make it into a book and publish it properly. But yeah, currently we've just got the ebook version. We are looking into publishing it. Uh, so that might be coming out in the next sort of six to 12 months as well. So that's, that's the plan for it. And for those listeners who want to connect with Walsh, he has many channels you can contact him on. If they want to send us an email at info at ypyw.com.au, we'll definitely be able to uh, help you out, uh, have a free consultation if they want to sit down with me. And also, we can then uh, send the ebook out uh, through through that email as well. So they'll be able to get a lot of access to not only my my videos and my ebook. So uh, we have also educational videos that I that I do each week. And I also put that out on my email. I have that on my website, my YouTube channel. So we're trying to get as much information to our clients as possible so we can educate them and arm them to be able to create these portfolios and to not make the mistakes uh, that I had made over the, the past sort of seven, eight years. Thank you to Daniel Walsh, our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinveststory.com. 
Simply type in the search bar Daniel Walsh and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, are you looking at buying property in 2018? Would you like expert tips and advice on the best ways you can purchase property? Whether you're a new or experienced investor, learn from the experts by downloading the Property Investment Buying Handbook. It contains the best tips and advice from 37 of Australia's leading property experts. Simply visit propertyinveststory.com and subscribe to get your copy right now. Thanks for listening.